Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, today we have a, I think we have a really interesting guest on the show. This is Kayla Esteban. She is from Sozo Holistic Healing, and she and I get into some really interesting um, chats about uh, just wellness, holistic health and wellness and what the heck that actually means and how it's accessible for anyone, no matter your budget. And she gets into some really interesting stuff about finding the roots of our physical ailments and some of our physical uh, issues we may have and how that can go deeper. And it can start from a spiritual place and from a mental place, which I just, I really enjoyed this talk. Um, you know, I usually am, am very prepared for my interviews and I have, uh, you know, several questions prepared and I kind of have an idea of where I, I want the chat to go, but for <laughs> whatever reason, not whatever, for a lot of reasons, lots of life reasons, I think, and, um, energy reasons, I could not focus on, on preparing for Kayla. I just really wasn't sure what to ask her. I knew a couple things, but this one was just very free flowing. So it's a bit more conversational, which ended up being, I think it ended up being really cool. Um, one thing that did happen is I changed my water filter after talking to Kayla. Uh, so tips on that are at the end, but uh, enjoy this. She's a, she's a great guest and I really appreciate how open she is and how, um, you know, she'll go there. She'll go there and say things that maybe other people won't say, which is great. Um, okay. Uh, enjoy. And, uh, and by the way, guys, you know, this is a longer episode. We have some longer episodes and, um, you know, that you can change the speed of how you're listening. And usually it's under, um, playback speed and you can 1.25, 1.5, you know, you can change the speed so that you can hear the same stuff, but it's a little quicker. I do that a lot because I like to, I don't want to rush, but I do like to consume a lot of um, content and education and, you know, not enough time in the world. So that's that's one of my tricks for getting just a lot of information into my, into my mind. Um, okay, so if you're interested in that, you can do that. Okay, I hope you have a great time. And um, yeah, a big thanks to Kayla for coming on. Caroline Music, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, and you are who you are and how you are for a reason. My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy podcast. Hey, Kayla, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much, Caroline, for having me. I'm so glad to have you. And you and I have talked about how, just how interesting it's been for us to actually get together and have a conversation. Uh, the mm. <laughs> It's been one of the harder ones. And I think, you know, that's interesting about being, you and I are both mothers and we both um, 
I wouldn't say that we squeeze in our job around our family, but we're we're just juggling a lot at the same time. And sometimes one thing takes priority and sometimes the other. And so you and I have both had a lot of just life and family and work and just stuff that's come up that's um, it's made it a little tough to get together, which um, I think, I guess I just want to say that as an encouragement for <laughs> for the mothers or the just the anybody listening who just life happens, you know, and you just, you just, you and I've just been really flexible with it and with one another and, and we've known it's going to work out. And you said something I thought was really interesting about, um, do you remember what you said about how just getting in God's way and God's timing when this kind of stuff happens? Yeah. You know, so, um, not even that long ago, maybe like less than a year ago, something like this would have completely derailed me. Because I have been doing a lot of work on my own sense of control and just recognizing like how much I felt the need to be in control. You know, like we we pray it and we say it and like sing it on the song, like I give control, you know, all to Jesus, (laughs) you know, like, but I don't, or I like, I'm, I'm working, I'm a lot better about it, but like, I just like wanted the schedule and I wanted to know what was happening and I wanted to be able to be prepared. And it's funny that you like mentioned being a mother because my kids have taught me a lot of lessons uh, since becoming a mom. But I think just giving up control to God (laughs) has been a very big lesson. It's been an adventure (laughs) together with you, but it's (laughs) been worth it. So I'm so thankful and grateful just to be able to be on your podcast and to be able to connect with you and your listeners. Well, that, you know, the, uh, the kids are little control busters <laughs> for one thing, but what are, what are some ways that have helped you? Uh, this is kind of a spontaneous question here. I mean, we're getting into control already, which I think women in general, we, I mean, everybody struggles with control and power and we want to be in, you know, we want to run our show. It's our life, but I do think for women in particular, it is something we slide into. How have you been able to let go recently of, of this control or just sliding into surrender? Um, that's a really good question. I hope I can answer it well. Um, <laughs> uh, recognizing my own anxiety and where it comes from. For me, I I have past trauma and things in my life that created this need for like, I need to take care of myself at all times and like because I felt like nobody was there to provide for me. So like I need to know what's happening. I need to make sure I have enough food. I have to make sure that like I have gas in my car. I need to plan my day around things because if I can't keep a firm grasp on all of this stuff very tightly, then I can't trust that I'm going to be provided for. Um so just recognizing that that was the root cause of where all of my control issues was coming from and being able to kind of like create that positive self-talk or that like kind of reparenting on myself to say like, okay, you are okay. Like, yes, you forgot to buy spaghetti sauce at the store today. And that's you panic because you feel like you're not going to be provided for with this dinner that you want to prepare for tomorrow, but it's going to be okay because you can go to the grocery store tomorrow and you'll get that stuff and you're going to be fine. Like just recognizing that I can be provided for, like my husband can pick it up on the way home from work. Like it's all good. Um, But also just trusting in God and recognizing like God has carried me through 
in so many different situations in so many different ways that like everything is going to work out in his hands. Like I've, I've started to realize that when I, when I think is the right time for something, um, may or may not actually be the right time, but I want to make it the right time because it's on my schedule and that's what I planned. But if I, I've discovered more recently that if I'm willing to give up that control to God, whenever it ends up happening later in the future, I'm like, oh, that actually was a really good time for that to happen. That worked out perfectly. Thank you, God. But it never would have happened if I kept on like pushing my own way and trying to control myself and everybody else in that situation to get it to my plan just for the sake of being my plan. (laughs) So hopefully that answered your question. Oh, yeah. You gave me like 8,000 gems in there. There were so many good things (laughs) that you just said. And I want to jump on all of them. And so I want to ask you about reparenting. That's a phrase I've never heard before mm-hmm. that I think is I really liked uh, when you said that. But okay, so Kayla, can you again just can you tell us exactly like what you do and what um yeah, what kind of work you do with other people? Okay, so I am a biblical naturopathic doctor, which most people follow up that question with what is that? <laughs> or what did you say? Because it's kind of a mouthful. Um, so some people are familiar with naturopathic doctors, like um, using kind of natural holistic uh, methods to approach um, health concerns. And I do that, but I do it a little bit differently where I take it a step further with the spiritual side. So I really address health in kind of a mind, body, and spirit approach where it is, um, it's not just your physical health because often I've discovered there's some kind of emotional or spiritual root cause that never gets addressed if you just throw a bunch of like herbs and supplements at it. Yeah. Um, usually addressing that root cause affects, you know, it, it allows, it doesn't necessarily automatically make the physical symptoms go away. Sometimes it can, but um, other times it is, it, it allows your body to heal itself with support of like nutritional things and herbal things. Um, so I, that's what I do. I specifically enjoy working with moms um, just because I really see a big need there. Like moms, we often have like, you know, busy schedules, lots of stress, lack of sleep, probably not eating regularly or just Hmm. grabbing a half a sandwich that your toddler left just to snag on, you know? So um, just seeing that like there's a lot of need for moms and just really, um, really taking good care of our health. There's this Chinese proverb that I love and it goes something like, um, to heal the family, you need to start first with the mother, which I think is so beautiful because I mean, as mothers, like oftentimes we are the ones like literally building and birthing our babies, um, if we're not adopting them or, or something like that. But, um, so to create that life takes a lot of work from our body and a lot of nutrients. So if we're not in a right place, um, you know, it it can have physical health effects on the child. And then, um, 
you know, like with breastfeeding and things, if you do that as well, that can take like a huge nutrients, but also just mindset. And I've noticed like when I'm not taking care of myself and I'm exhausted and I'm dysregulated, like my kids fall apart, my husband gets cranky. Um, so like making sure that I am healthy and in a good place allows me to kind of like help hold my family together. And, you know, there, there's other side effects too. Like women, like mothers often were the ones that like take care of our kids when they're sick or like we're the ones going to the, like the doctor's appointments and stuff like that. So I really like from a health perspective as like a family unit, I really see moms as being kind of like that, that foundation that really needs to be taken care of um, first before the rest of the family can also be healthy. That is so fun. I love that proverb. Never heard it. Um, and it is so typical, I think, for the mom to be put last. You know, you're sacrificed. Mm -hmm. I know. We, we, I think that's part of our maternal instinct, which is just, um, and, and whether you have children or not, I think, I mean, women in general, not all of us, but I think a lot of us are given this, this is one of the things I love about women is we're just we're nurturers and we're lovers and we're givers and we're in our own way. Like providers, I think is a word often associated with a man, like he's the provider. But I don't often think of the woman as the provider, but we are, we are the providers. Like mm -hmm. women, we provide with the warmth and the compassion and the love. And I, I that is something that, um, is just, I think it's innate in most of us. I think it's a spiritual gift. I think it's, uh, it's just one really cool thing about being a woman, but we do because we provide and we give so many women. And that's, you know, like you, I like women who are a little, um, well, who've kind of given and given, and then they think, all right, there's not much left of me, you know, but that's just something mm -hmm. that we, we do. And so when you're looking at a person or when, because our listeners, um, they can work with you if they would like to. They can work with you or me. And until they do, they can work with themselves. And so um, when someone's looking at themselves and when you're looking at someone, do you kind of, which way do you go in? Do you look at the like the physical body, the physical habits, or do you, it sounds like you might start with the spiritual, the emotional, the mental stuff first, and then see what the like what's coming out on the outside with their body? Um, that's a great question. So usually when people come to see me, it's because of a physical health thing. Usually it's like, um, you know, like they're actually having a, a health issue that they need um, support with because that's kind of, I think, as a society, what we're trained to do. Like, we go to a doctor because of a physical health thing. Like nobody's taught us to go to a doctor because of a spiritual health thing. Or maybe maybe they're going to their pastor or their therapist or something like that. But what I have seen in my own life as far as healing, um, often I think of it as kind of like starting in the mind first and then going to the body and then the spirit. And, and the reason why... Um, even though the body is usually what makes us pay attention because that's like the physical pain that makes us sit up and go, oh, I need to change something about my life. But hmm. but kind of um, a lot of times what I try to work with people on is kind of identifying their mindset because usually the reason why we're not successful, like I'll, if I have a 
client make sessions with me or something, and then they'll kind of like drop off. Um, it's because they haven't really focused on their mindset first. Like, you know, if I tell you, oh, well, you're just, you're supposed to eat healthy and like say no to all of the fun things that you want to do all the time. Like, you know, you can't just eat a bunch of candy and just sit on the couch all day long. Right. Like the reason why we say no to those things, cause like the unhealthy food tastes good and sitting on the couch is nice. <laughs> um, so the reason why we're willing to get up and do that is because we've uncovered why we're doing it. You know, like, like I'm willing to be healthy because I really want to have a baby or like, I'm willing to be healthy because I don't like feeling like moody and depressed or something like that. Like I enjoy the way that I feel when I'm healthy. So having that kind of mindset in place first, I help, I find like really helps people to be the most successful, um, in kind of carrying through and being able to sustain that willpower and not that you have to be perfect all the time. Right. Like I'm not, I usually tell people just like aim for 80%, but once that mindset is really firm, it allows you to take the time to go through things in your body. Because a lot of times when people come to see me, like I'm kind of the last resort, like they've tried all the pills and they've tried the, <laughs> they've tried like the Western route. And then they're like, can you fix me? Cause nothing else has worked. And I'm like, well, we're kind of like towards the end of the line here. So like, it's going to take some time. Like it might take six to nine months of just like committed focus on working on your health goals, um, to really, really like see a big improvement. Uh, I mean, you'll notice, you'll notice positive changes right away, um, in, in some like smaller things, but to like really get your health on track, it might take a little bit longer. So, um, so then we can kind of start looking at those physical things. Um, I would love to just like jump right into the root with the um, the spiritual stuff. And a lot of times I'll kind of like play around between these three. It's not like a, a for like systematic, I'll kind of like call it as I see it. Um, but the spiritual stuff, a lot of times people maybe are not quite as ready for right away because like mm -hmm. they have a physical pain or discomfort that they're like, I get headaches all the time and I need this to be gone or like, you know, I like I'm about to have a baby and I need to deal with this kind of thing. But usually what I find the spiritual stuff will kind of like get uncovered of like, oh, that's the reason why you've been having fertility issues or or that's the reason why you have chronic depression or that's the reason why, like, you know, like it's it's some like past trauma or it's some like the the word that I've been using like is like vices, you know, like our pride or our ego or like yeah. our sense of like what we talked about before. Um, so those things kind of like emerge <laughs> a little bit later. But yeah, I think people maybe are not quite as ready to work on the spiritual stuff because the physical stuff, like it's it's hard to, to work on spiritual stuff when your mind is cloudy and you have constant fatigue and you're like in some kind of physical pain. One thing that's interesting is, and this is this is probably a little out there for some people, but a lot of the stuff you're saying, I think is a, I think it's almost like a, a slightly more palatable phrase for deliverance work. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I have a friend who's really into um, deliverance and, and uh, just, you know, praying through things. And I think that that, that word is super charismatic for one thing, but <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> but it's also not like in every spiritual or Christian sector, but like the way you're talking about it, I think is, it's very universal. I think whether, even whether you're a Christian or not, 
there's there's so much um, just in Eastern philosophy and in mm-hmm. it's a little sneakier in Christian. It's more um, I think it's harder to to spot probably because of what we've put on Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it just universally this idea of what you like what you ingest in your in your mind and your eyes and and your ears what you hear what you put in your heart that's kind of the basis of your health and then what you what you eat and drink on top of it how you exercise how you take care of yourself it's all this whole dynamic human being and i think that that's i mean that's ancient stuff that's stuff that's been around forever and we you know, I'm a little. I'm now. I'm starting to talk about stuff I don't really know much about. The, some of the history of like mm-hmm. uh, the Western adaptations to um, this more holistic lifestyle. I think of it more as like uh, California smoothies. <laughs> but this, I think that we're becoming a lot more open to ourselves as whole people and our um how our mind and our our feelings affect and and the word manifest you've used in our body and i think it's um i think it's very interesting but what i'm hearing from you is this more it is this more like universal acknowledgement kind of this undeniable acknowledgement just very simply of hey your body your mind your spirit they are connected, and when you t- when you deal with only the body and 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 don't even address the mind or the spirit, that's on- that's a little bit of a band aid, you know. Like if you have the anxiety, which is probably a root, you know, if you dig beneath the anxiety, we're probably getting into some fear of something. And so, if you're not tending to the fear. And if you don't replace that with some faith or some trust or something, then you're still going to eventually end up having some of these physical issues. And so I just, I love what you're talking about. I think what you're talking about and the way that you're talking about it is so, it's just so, um, what's the word I'd like to use here? I don't know. I just, I just think it's practical. It's still exciting and mysterious, but it's, it's practical for all. Uh, all of us to to ingest and for all of us to kind of get on board with. So I really appreciate that a lot. Um, I so I mentioned this uh, I mentioned this word that you mentioned that I thought was really cool, and that's um, what would you say reparenting or parenting yourself? Reparenting myself, yeah. Never heard it, and the second you said it, I thought, love it. Tell me more about it. So can you, um, is that a thing you've made up or is that a word everybody knows that I've just never heard? <laughs> what does it mean? Oh, I definitely can't take credit for it. Um, but, and, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because I don't really typically, like this isn't really something that I have included in my offerings before, but I keep having this like nagging feeling towards it. So I feel like God is like, just kind of like ushering it in. (laughs) So you just witnessed something happening. Like, okay, so Kate, okay, let's take a minute and talk about it. All right. Kate. Yeah. So so, you you have felt like there's something nagging at you. What does it felt like? And then it's brought out here just naturally. You say it. And I'm, when you said the word immediately, I was like, that is a powerful word. That is something that 
like spoke to my spirit and my heart immediately. And I, I needed to know more about, and I wanted mm-hmm. to parent myself. So what have you been feeling? What's going on with this parenting? Wow. This is amazing. I'm so glad that this is recording because this is like God speaking to me in this moment. This is very awesome. And you, to your credit, like, um, this is not the first time you've done this for me. Like, uh, you can edit this out if you want to, but um, you're like when you sent me that email, the gift of um, I forget what the word you, you sent me. It was like pictures with with like scripture and, and phrases and stuff on it, and like it, it was something about like God is with you or like God is here, something like that. And like those words just spoke to me right in this moment. I was like, oh, this is how I know like Caroline is an amazing like good person that is like godly and stuff like that. That like God would use you as an instrument. So. Oh man, and, and by the way, definitely no way am I editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let me answer your question. Oh, uh, thank you, Kayla. I love that. Thank you so much for saying yeah, that. And I just okay, so to- yeah, okay. Tell us about the reparenting and what's been cooking. Yeah, um, this is something that I've been doing for myself. Um, and and a lot of times God uses my own healing to um to bring it to other people. And this is why, like, if, if you check out my website later, my logo is a dandelion. Um, and the dandelion always speaks so much to me because, um, for a dandelion to spread its seeds, it has to die first. And I felt that way with my own healing where like I had to experience something, a health issue or something like that to learn how to, how to heal it for myself. Um, so that I could gain this knowledge to like help other people. So, um, with reparenting, it is definitely not something that I came up with, so I cannot take credit for it at all. So I, I came from a family that had a lot of dysfunction, and that's a whole longer story. Um, and it's not really anybody's fault. It's just, it is what it is, and it's generational. And I don't put any blame on my parents right now, like as I'm, as I'm describing this, but, um, I just, I did not feel like I was parented as well as I would have liked, even though I know that my parents did the best job that they knew how to do at the time. And that left a lot of gaps in my own emotional regulation and ability just to take care of myself. And I think a lot of people, go through this. And when you think about it, like I talk about this with my husband all the time, like it's so crazy that you're allowed to just like birth a child and just go home and do whatever you want. Like we don't get parenting classes in school. We have to like, like if we want to learn how to be a a good parent that takes care of a kid, like it takes a very intentional effort and nobody is there to like teach you how other than maybe your parents, but if they didn't know how, then they're just passing on like the lack of information and like talking like with parents, a lot of times there's like, like, I think the times when we kind of like, just to quote, like mess up as parents, it's not because we're like bad people. It's because either we didn't have the right support or there was just like no good option at the time. It's like, do I choose this bad option or this bad option? I'm just going to pick one and run with it, you know? Like, uh-huh. so it it's, it's hard. It like parenting is so very hard and we grow up as adults and there's gaps and, and they've done studies on people where like, if you experience a, a particular trauma at a certain point of life, like this is what a lot of psychologists will talk about. Um, 
there's a part of you, like a part of your essence or your soul or something that gets kind of like frozen in that stage of development. So like I have a lot of trauma from being like two and three years old and like two and three years old is when like developmentally people are learning about like authenticity and control and um, just like how to how to like kind of regulate yourself and having big emotions and so i see that in myself as an adult that like i'm still learning how to regulate my own big emotions and i'm learning how to give up control and i'm learning what is my most authentic self and how to be that authentic self to other people so i'm kind of learning how to kind of nurture that two-year-old three-year-old version of myself and um kind of reparent in a sense of like I'm I'm being my own parent right now because my parents just didn't get to do you know like for whatever reason it just didn't happen at that time and so I'm kind of going back and and doing that healing um so that's what I think of with reparenting uh, one thing I like about it so much is that it felt very much, when you said it, it felt very much like um, another word for really caring for yourself and loving yourself unconditionally and mm-hmm. and training and treating yourself um, in a way that is like for your best. Um, yeah. And so like as we're talking about taking care of our our whole selves, you mentioned, you know, a lot of times we do this because we feel like we ought to, or we should. I certainly, and I think that depends a lot on, on your generation too. We grew up with this, like you should take care of yourself. So there, I didn't think there was ever very much joy in caring for yourself. It's always felt like a punishment. Like you mentioned the, the trashy food is yummy and fun. And it, I mean, it is versus, you know, the Brussels sprouts and salad, but Brussels sprouts (laughs) and salad can be, like when I have it in, a, in an elegant environment on a really pretty plate and maybe I'm with my friends and I have a nice glass of wine, suddenly it feels like this joyful meal. But I've always grown up and I've always thought that it's uh, not a punishment, but it's, um, see, like a discipline. It's a harsh, like a spanking. It's like a, a nutritional spanking that I have to give myself without any like pleasure at all. Coming back to the point, what I loved about this, this reparenting word, um, and how you're talking about it is is taking care of ourselves in a way that comes from a place of love and wanting the best for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I recently heard, this is not my phrase, but when I heard it, I loved it. So there's a gal I listened to called um, Cookie Rosenblum, and she, what's it, oh shoot, what's her show? I'll link it, but I think it's maybe Weight Loss Made Real, but she talks a lot about like, binging and emotional eating. And she's, she never tells you what to eat, but she's all about um, just caring for yourself and loving yourself first and then dealing with your mind. She has a lot of great tips. She had a phrase that I thought was so pretty and it was, uh, you want to become a woman who takes beautiful care of herself. Like you're, you're taking care of yourself in this beautiful, loving way. And I thought that that really spoke to me the same way this reparenting and nurturing. And we've talked about the maternal, like being really maternal and just loving, loving yourself and treating yourself in a way that comes from a source of wanting the best for you in the way that you want the best for your children. 
Yeah, like going back to what we were talking about being like the mom and, and what you said about loving ourselves like we love our children. I have actually like learned how to be a better parent to myself because of my experience with like parenting my children. Like I feel like I'm a better parent to them some days than I am to myself. Like when when my toddler is crying and she has like her big feelings and I'll, I'll you know, sit with her and I'll hold her while she's crying. I don't try to fix it and like I'll just be with her. And I have a hard time doing that with myself because like I was just, I just always felt like, oh, and I think a lot of us do this where like we we don't like our big feelings and maybe people at the time when we were little kids would just like, oh, here, let me shake this toy in your face to get you to stop crying, you know, or here, let me give you this cookie. And then like we start self-soothing with food later on in life. Um, and I just realize like I need to allow myself sometimes to just be with my big feelings and not distract myself and with TV or food and not numb myself out with like uh, you know all the things that we do I just need to like you know hold myself crying inside sometimes and just like and that's okay and just to be comfortable with being uncomfortable with myself for a minute. I think that's like a lesson that I've really had to learn. Um, and I think kind of like going back to what you were saying with the, with like the food stuff, like you're, you're absolutely right. Like cheeseburgers taste so much better than salad. <laughs> like, I'm not going to try to convince anybody that it doesn't, but something that I've noticed with myself is I might enjoy the taste of, of junk food so much better, but I really enjoy the way that I feel when I eat healthier, better. Like I, I don't enjoy feeling like tired and brain foggy and like sad or over emotional or, or just like unmotivated and sluggish. Like I, I eat the way that I eat because I love that it like fuels me for my day and I feel positive and I feel like energized and I'm not getting in fights with my husband as much, or I'm like able to regulate myself with my children better and just enjoy my day. Um, so to me, that's like a big motivation. I, I love what you said about just like beautiful self-care. I forget what phrase you said, but I, I love the way that you like that. taking care of yourself in a beautiful way, being a woman who um, takes care of herself beautifully. Oh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, okay, Kayla, I want to, I want to get some goods out of you. This has been such, a, I think this has been a really, um, well, a beautiful conversation and an interesting conversation. And I, um, when it comes to your reparenting, I'm, I would love to know what I, th I think other people would like to know too, what you end up doing with this reparenting little, um, kind of nudge that you've got from the Lord. And I would love to, whenever you figure out what it is, which may end up being something reparenting or the reparenting may be like the, the gateway drug to whatever the bigger thing is you end up doing, but whatever you end up doing, I, oh, we'd love to know what that is. So whenever you figure it out, um, keep us in the loop. And even if it's not like an official program or workshop or something that I offer, like um, just for anybody listening, if that just like struck a note with you, um, I am always available just for like private health consultations. And that's something that we can work on, you know, just for anybody, <laughs> um, yeah. even if it's not like an official program. Um, so just wanted to put that out there. We're curious to hear the, the end of the story. And you... I love that you also mentioned that you like people can work with you. You do one to one and you I mean you also do don't you have something that's very very affordable holistic stuff can be pricey 
see. So you have a budget, like a budget entry into you in, in your world, don't you? I have never, like my, my parents are missionaries. And so I never grew up with like money, <laughs> you know? So I've never been the person that could just like drop hundreds or thousands of dollars on things. And so like, I, I do feel very passionate about holistic health, but especially in America, it's very like, I feel like it gets kind of the connotation of being like elitist or bougie, or you have to spend a lot of money. And I would love to just like break that concept down. <laughs> um, because like, so I, I, we didn't really get my backstory, but I'm like, my parents are missionaries from the Philippines. Uh, my husband is Filipino. So I grew up there and, um, we, uh, like the things that I saw with, with Filipino people there, like if they couldn't afford like the Western medications, they do holistic stuff. And it's actually like, because it's cheaper, you know, so it's actually really not as uh, expensive as it gets kind of branded to be in America. Like if you know how to do it on a budget, it's super affordable, sometimes even cheaper than like um, kind of the natural Western choices. Um, but you do, you know, you kind of have to know what you're doing instead of just following the advertising because everybody wants to spend hundreds of dollars on their product. So this is kind of a, I don't want to say like hill that I'll die on is that like holistic health can be budget friendly. And I, my, my private sessions, I will admit are not cheap. Like I do try to keep them, um, on the lower scale, I guess you could say of what other people do charge, but, mm -hmm. um, I really do want things to be as affordable and attainable for everybody as possible. So this is something that I'm starting new. We're recording this in February. So I'm, I'm about to do my first workshop soon, but just to offer a monthly work, like a group workshop that's virtual. Um, and I'll just be talking about a different health topic each month that relates to moms and holistic health, just like natural minded solutions. Um, not just physical, but like in the mind, body, and spirit kind of stuff that we talked about. And we'll add a link to that and to just the, to each of the, the workshops you've had and to your website, of course. But I've really, really am warming to this idea of holistic, just the word holistic and the lifestyle not being bougie because I have always thought of it as bougie. You know, I mean, it, that's a great, that's a really great uh, phrasing, that and elitist. Well, so, okay. Well, can you, um, Let's get some, I want some tips. I want some goodies, some things we can do in our own lives. What are maybe some of the, bougie or not, some of the practical major difference makers that we can do in our life to be uh, holistic? Mm, I honestly, I love this question because, um, and my answer is probably going to sound very unimpressive, <laughs> um, but really like. I feel like we are so focused on the marketing of it that they're like, I need to buy this supplement and I need to do this workout program and I need to like buy this Pilates machine or something like that, that we miss just like the basic things. And these are the base. I'm so glad that you mentioned like, you know, kind of the universal ancient wisdom and stuff, because that's a lot of times what I go back to is like, what did people a thousand years ago do to be healthy? <laughs> and like, just do that, you know, like, 
um, like eating whole natural foods. I don't, I don't really promote like keto or paleo or stuff like that. Like, but just eat like whole natural foods as much as you can. I understand like sometimes we need the convenience, um, and like getting outside, like sunshine, fresh air, doing grounding, like walking barefoot in the grass, like all those things sound like nothing, but you can like it has so many health issues and it's something that you can easily do with your kids. Like take your kids out to the backyard or like go to the park, you know, just like get some fresh air, some sunshine, um, like doing the grounding for like, you know, 10 minutes or something at the park, just walking barefoot on the grass can do so many different things. Um, you know, like, I know we always talk about it, like avoiding screens. I know we can't, we can't avoid it. Um, but what a lot of people don't know, I was just talking to somebody the other day, like the blue light, that comes from screens increases our cortisol levels in our body, which um, helps us to feel more awake and alert, but it also helps us to feel more stressed. So if we're constantly surrounded by these screens all day, like it's just, it's increasing our stress and like, you know, drinking, it makes, you know, it puts us on this like cortisol spike and drop, but we're just running on fumes and like chugging a bunch of caffeine all day long. Like our society really was, this is a whole long conversation. I know you don't have time for this, but <laughs> like our society was just set up for convenience that really took us away from being attuned to ourselves and to nature and to God and um, like to, to the way that our bodies were meant to function. Um, so I'm not, I'm not like saying you have to sell your house and your TV and go get a farm and raise chickens. Like, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying like that there are ways to kind of bring back those old habits and routines, you know, like slowing down, getting out into nature, um, get doing things more natural, ditching some of the convenience when we're able to. Um, and yeah, like that's just something that like making sure that we're staying hydrated. Oh, it's a big thing. Forget, like we forget to drink water and like good quality water that has minerals and like things like that. So like really, I think it does come down to a lot of just the simple things that we just forget to do. And we get so jazzed by these like fancy holistic stuff that we forget about those things. And that like anybody has the time and money to take a simple quick walk in the park, you know? Yeah. Well, and Kayla, I'm so glad that you mentioned water because I've heard you say it on another uh, podcast actually, where you were just talking about water and the importance of hydration and you, you do something to make your water good, but I, I don't understand. And I want to know what, what is good water? How do I get good water? I have a Brita filter and, but how can I, what's good water? <laughs> teach, yeah. teach us good water and how we can get it. Yeah. So our water system is not as good as I would like it to be in America. Um, if I'm making all the rules, <laughs> um, it does filter out plenty of things like, you know, like bacteria and, and stuff in like our water, water processing plants and things, but it doesn't, it doesn't filter out a lot of heavy metals. Oftentimes it, they do put things like, um, chlorine and fluoride that can cause health issues for us, like in our thyroid and, and in other things. Um, and one thing, big thing that it doesn't filter out is pharmaceuticals. So like a lot of America is on pharmaceuticals for different things. And like, we 
sorry to be gross, but like we pee it out and it comes out into that water and then it goes to the water processing plant and gets all filtered through with all the bacteria and the things. And then it comes back into our faucet with all these little teeny tiny micro doses of the, you know, millions of people in America and all of the drugs. So, um, I used to think tap water is perfectly fine and I was drinking it, you know, um, or even like bottled water has microplastics that can upset our hormones and things like that. So um, the the water filter that I use, I, I don't want anybody to like, you know, panic, what, you know, if they're listening to me like, oh my goodness, what am I drinking? Um, like it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> like our bodies are designed to, to handle a certain level of toxins. Um, so I don't want anybody like to panic run to the store right now. Like the, the filter that I use, um, it's called clearly filtered and it does filter. It's a bit pricey, but to me it's worth the investment just because like we just drink water on a daily basis. Um, I think there's another one that is, you can get it at Walmart and it's like 30 bucks. I want to say it's called zero water. I forget. But so I do the clearly filtered one and um, it filters out like 99.99% of all the toxins and heavy metals and pharmaceuticals and things. Um, And then I have these trace mineral drops that I will just like add back in because a lot of like the water just doesn't get all the minerals that we need, like the the magnesium and boron and silicate and things like that. So I'll I'll do some trace mineral drops. Um, that's the brand that I use. I've also heard good things about Kington minerals, and I'll just like add a few drops to the water. That's like bonus level <laughs> health. But if nothing else, like you, just getting a good quality water system. There's other ones besides clearly filtered. You can even, you know, get it attached to your shower head or your kitchen sink and things like that. But yeah, hopefully that answers your question. It does. I'm glad you told me that. I've, I've That was one of the main things I wanted to know from you. <laughs> I want to know a lot of stuff. It's like, tell me about the water. So I have some closing questions for you. But before I... um get to the, you know, the joy questions. I have heard you talk about Christopher Columbus and as an analogy to our health and how we are, you know, we're taking small steps and with our health, it's not just this linear route. There are going to be some, some really good days, some really good, uh, really not so great days and moments within those days as well. And so can you talk to us about the, the course correction, but I, I was just hoping you could share your Christopher Columbus analogy on (laughs) course correcting our lives. I thought it was great. Yeah. Like I, the way that I see people like wanting to do health and putting so much pressure on it, where like either we feel like the health police are going to arrest us if we eat a cheeseburger one day, or like, you know, we say, Oh, I'm vegan, but like, Oh, I see you eating meat one day. It's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like if you want to have some turkey at Thanksgiving, do it. You know, who says it? you can't if you're a vegan? Um, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I'm just saying, like, you know, we, I feel like we get so strict, like, this is my food plan and I'm paleo and I can't eat that spice because it's not paleo. You know, it's like, who cares, really? Like at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, putting that kind of pressure on it is one thing, but then also, you know, like the idea of like, oh, I'm starting my diet on Monday and then, oh, I really wanted to eat that cheesecake on Wednesday. And then just do going into this shame spiral of like, oh no, what did I do? I like, I lost my diet. And then just, you know, eating whatever you want until Sunday. And then, oh, the diet starts again on Monday, you know, like it doesn't, to me, it's not 
it's not doesn't have to be a cycle where like, oh, I lost. So I have to go straight back to the beginning, you know, like start over again. To me, I thought of it like like Christopher Columbus. So like he set out from Spain and he just kept sailing. And, you know, like he has a navigator that, oh, we're going too far south. Christopher Columbus, we need to go a little bit back north. He wasn't like, oh, no, we went too far south. We need to sail all back to Spain and start all over again. Like it was just course correcting. Like, oh, I need to go. Like for me, when I like I'll stress eat sometimes and I'll, I'll eat a little more junk food or a little more sugar. And sometimes it'll go for like a couple weeks and then I'll just realize, Oh, Hey, I've been stress eating a little bit too much. Maybe I should just dial it down a little bit (laughs) and I don't have to go through the whole shame spiral of like, Oh, I'm a terrible person and I have no willpower and I can't control it. You know, I'm just like, Oh, I just noticed this about myself. I'm just going to, you know, shift back into health and kind of address it. Like, okay, why am I stressed? Like, what can I do to help relieve some of that stress so I don't feel like I need to be stress eating so much? And like, do I need to be asking for more support from family members to watch my kids? Or do I need to be getting more sleep? Um, So kind of like just addressing those things and course correcting instead of the shame spiral basically is what it came down to. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. I think that's such a great visual too. Okay. Kayla, uh, let's do our questions, but before, can you tell us uh, where we can find you, what, what we can do with you? Well, you told us we can get in the workshops and we can work one-to-one, but tell us about you, what we can do uh, with you and where we can find you. Yeah. So the, the, the workshops and, and the one-to-one sessions are kind of my, my two bigger, um, like primary offerings at the moment. Um, my website is sozoholistic.com. That's S O Z O holistic. Um, that's a whole nother thing. What the word sozo means. Just ask me if you're curious. Um, and, um, I'm on Instagram at sozo HHP. Okay. Are you ready for your for your joy questions. Yeah. What is your joy style and what about that most fits you? But I was a joyful soul and I don't know how you created that quiz because it nailed me to a T. Thank you. Everything on that description was like exactly me. (laughs) I created Um, it by uh, thinking and feeling and using observations from my life. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it was very insightful and profound. Um, and yeah, it was definitely like my connection with God and with nature. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> the way that I've been talking um, mm. probably speaks to that. Um, yeah. And and I think there was something about like reconnecting with God as kind of like a solution to me. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, that's I love that. I I thought I might be a joyful soul, but I'm a joy rider. I I knew I was probably one of those too. <laughs> um, what is your favorite simple luxury? Mm, I love a good cup of tea. Mm. Like tea, what just kind? To like. Um, I do use herbal teas like medicinally um, for different health issues, but like when I'm when I just really need that like comfort or stress, I have this. It's uh, I think the brand is like called Yoki, but it's a chai rooibos. So there's no caffeine, but it tastes like black tea and it's got like the chai spices and I just put a little bit of milk in there. And it's just like at the end of the day, like that's like my nightcap. <laughs> it's like a, oh, I love it. a hard day and I'm just going to have a cup of tea. Oh, how nice. Okay. What is a product or ritual or something that we need to know about that brings you joy? You know, I think Uh, this isn't really one product, but I I feel like, um, like talking about that, like reparenting and like the inner child stuff, like I've been 
learning how to like just have fun the way that a child has fun. And it's great that I have kids that I can do that with. Um, but like enjoying playing with like like kid games and like we'll do like dance YouTube videos together and stuff like that. And like it brings me joy just to dance like mm. a little bit and go back to that. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. And easy. That's e that's an easy thing to do. Oh, that's great. Okay. What is one of your big obstacles to joy? Um, myself. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Um, <laughs> my my tendency to victimize myself and pity mm. myself and should on myself and like I should be doing this or um or other people should be doing this for me, I think is a big yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I think that that's um a lot of us are like that, but I I love that you shared that. Thanks very much for that. What do you love about being a woman? Mm, um, I know this is, uh, I hope I don't like offend or trigger anybody by saying this, but just like giving birth to my children. I know not every woman is able to do that um, or interested in doing that. Um, but yeah, just like I loved being able to feel my babies kicking inside me and having that connection to them and, and, you know, knowing that they can like, I built that kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, just being a mom and, and having my babies is really, really, um, beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Okay. In three words, what is the meaning of life? Mm, oh, God loves me. Oh, oh, that's good. I feel like I don't really, I, I, I don't, this is something I've been working on myself, but like, I don't fully embody the sense that I am loved by God. You know, I, I know that God loves me consciously, but the feeling in my heart of being loved by God and knowing that I'm provided for by God and that God loves me is something that I have a hard time really like internalizing in my heart. Thank you for being so open with us. I love that. Um, okay. What is, what prayer or blessing or wish would you like to give to the people who are listening to us? Um, so I, I don't want to, I would say like for the mothers, but even if you're not a mother, like you are, you are a mother to something, like you give life to something in your life. Um, so to, to the mothers or to the life givers, I would pray that, um, that you find the space for self-care and for joy, um, and, um, taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your family, your business, your your um, community, whoever else, even if you don't have a family, you know, just the the what the needs that that you take care of, whatever that is for you, that you're able to take care of yourself first, meet your needs so that you are empowered and fueled and able to go out into the world and meet other people's needs second. That's great. Kayla, this has been a, an interesting, wonderful, um, rolling hills kind of talk, <laughs> yeah. like rolling hills of Ireland. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I know that I'm, I, people have told me all the time that like, 
you're a little intense and very deep thinker. So <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> Um, hopefully it wasn't a little too deep for some people, but, um, Oh no, I think it's perfect. And, you know, we've got, um, you know, takes, takes all kinds. Everybody's different. And I think, um, I, I love the things we talked about and I appreciate you. And I just, I really love how open you were, th- were with us. I think that you have said some things that a lot of people, uh, think but don't say so thanks for saying it Um, (laughs) oh all right well um, I really appreciate being on your podcast and thank you to everybody listening too for taking the time to listen I appreciate it oh man and guys I'm putting uh, links to Kayla in uh, the show notes check them out so they're at the bottom they're underneath uh, usually where it says more tap on that and that's where you can find all the all the goodies Um, all right Kayla thanks a ton we appreciate you Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people. And I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you. Enjoy your life. And go make it joy. I'll see you next time. Thank you.